Writing a book to transform your life? What? Welcome to the Joyous Expansion Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Dupree, scouring the globe to bring you stories of courage, passion, and resilience. If I could sum up this podcast into one word, I would use empathy. Now let's get inspired. Welcome to the Joyous Expansion Podcast. I am your host, Brett Dupree, and we're on episode 90. Seven. Wow. 97 episodes. Thank you so much for sticking around to me. We're going to have a wonderful conversation with somebody who helps people write books, which is always cool. It's good to get your story out there. But first, I'm going to tell you what's going on in my life, because if I can't be vulnerable, what's going on in my life. How can I expect my guests to be? Today, as I'm recording this, and hopefully you get it out, is Inauguration Day. Today, Joe Biden is the President of the United States. And I am so relieved. I am not a fan of Trump. I'm very outspoken against Trump. I think he's a racist, misogynist, most likely a child molester, and just a terrible president as well. And there's just a sense of relief that he is no longer in charge because he was bad at it. The border wall was the dumbest thing ever and a waste of money, a boondoggle, if you will. It does the opposite of what it's meant to do, and it's just a waste of money. It doesn't stop anyone from coming over, and it's really, really stupid. But this is not going to be me talking about Trump. This is just going to be talking about something that's kind of been on my mind today on just this sense of relief, because if you follow last week's episode where I talked about the reason why I left Lightworkers, because someone was fascist. Well, the thing that got them into fascists was this thing called QAnon. QAnon is this right-wing conspiracy that pretty much believes that there is an elite cabal of pedophiles who feast off the adrenochrome out of the adrenaline of children. And they're satanic and, you know, all the terrible things. And, you know, COVID is just a way for the elites to do population control and all these weird conspiracy theories, you know, all the anti-Semitic George Soros is paying off BLM and Antifa to destabilize the country to create some new world order and Illuminati BS. And it's terrible and awful. And you got me thinking a lot today in an empathetic way, though, because how do people go into conspiracy theories is basically they feel powerless in their lives. And they don't like the fact that something is missing and they need something to, something to give it meaning, something to fight. Because the fact that life is sometimes random and there are people out there who are basically greedy and making it harder for the people below them. And you don't want to say capitalism is bad, so it has to be the Jews. But you don't say Jews, you say George Soros. They go down this rabbit hole and they feed on the fact that the elite, the rich, the powerful are not to be trusted. Big pharma, big corporations, big tech, all the billionaire class and our politicians and corporations, they are not to be trusted. And they play on the fact that, you know, they do some shady things to keep their power and people's lives are expendable. And you know what? I don't trust them either. And they play off that. Well, today was Inauguration Day. 
And the empathetic part of me recognizes the fact that today is a very hard day for them because one thing about QAnon is they believe Trump is almost a god to or a second coming of Jesus almost. How dumb as that sounds, and it's so freaking dumb. He's the worst human being ever. I mean, when they changed Lex Luthor from a mad scientist into a businessman, they pretty much just modeled him after Trump. Because he's a cartoon villain who somehow stepped into the real world. A trust fund baby who never succeeded in anything he tried in his life. And has no empathy. Well, anyways, this is not how bad Trump is, but... They basically believe that Trump has this 4D, 5D chess game and that you have to trust the plan and that he really won the election, but, you know, the shady deep state won't allow them to win and that he has a plan and the plan is eventually going to happen. They're going to shut down the Internet. The emergency broadcast system is going to come up and Trump's going to declare martial law and save this country and everybody. And of course, it didn't happen. And the sad part about this, really, is the people who go down this path of conspiracy theory, they they lose all the people around them. Everyone abandons them because what they're saying is crazy and dangerous and annoying and frustrating. And they're just telling you over and over and over again all these terrible things and like, no, that's not true. And what you're saying is kind of racist. And you shouldn't really be saying that, but they're not, but they don't see it that way. They see they're doing something special. So the people in their lives tend to abandon them. And then all of a sudden they're just surrounded by the people who believe in those things. And so it becomes a cult. And so today is a moment of reckoning for a lot of them. So if you have somebody in your life that has gone down this path, I suggest reading an article or two listening to some YouTubes on how to reach out to them and invite them back into your life. The reality is I'm not close enough to the person that ruined my club with their QAnon stuff, even though it looks like they're going to forge on and work it out to do this. If you are somebody to do this, this is a time to reach out because the veil has been lifted for many of them recognizing the fact that the Q drops. This is what it is. It's, Q is from this, is a clearance. Q clearance is like a clearance in the government. And basically Q has been putting drops on this thing called Acun. This, um, I can't go deep. But basically he just put on predictions. And the thing is, is none of these predictions are true. None of them has actually happened, but they keep on telling people to trust their plan, trust the plan. And today it was obvious the plan didn't happen, and tomorrow will be obvious the plan didn't happen, and the next day will be the obvious the plan didn't happen. And a lot of these people are freaking out as they've given up their lives, they've given up their families, they've given up so much for this, and now everything is falling apart for them. And so this is a time to reach out to them. This is a time to show them love and compassion and try to help them come back into society and recognize the fact that life is messed up and Trump isn't the way out of it. A fascist dictator will never solve your problems. If you can learn one thing from the Joyous Expansion podcast is that a fascist strongman will never solve your problems. 
Yeah, basically come at this with love. Speaking of love and getting her story out there, Joey Chang, the queen of transformational book publish, is passionate about helping people write and publish their books so they can make the income and impact they desire and deserve. She believes that when we share our stories, we heal ourselves and heal the world. Joy is a Patrick Snow certified publishing coach, international best-selling author, two times TEDx speaker, and professional keynote speaker, mentor, healer, circle facilitator, and trained yoga teacher. She's the best-selling author of The Naked Truth, a woman's journey to self-love. And now here is my interview with Joy Chang. Hello, Joy, and welcome to my podcast. Hi, Brett. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Can you give the audience a brief introduction to who you are? Sure. I am a book publishing coach, a best-selling author, TEDx speaker. I love to help people share their stories so they can create more healing in the world. I think it's something that is really needed right now, you know, for people to be real and share their naked truth. Awesome. Yes, I agree. So let's start out with your story. What got you interested in this? Who were you before all of this started? I won't take you too far back, but when I was in my 20s, I went through years of deep depression and suicidal thoughts. I would actually cross this bridge on the way to work and have this thought, you know, I wonder what would happen if I jumped off this bridge. So it was, you know, not only a obviously a sad time in my life, but it was actually a really confusing time because there was really nothing going on in my life at the time that would make it seem like I should feel that way. I had a good job. I had family and friends that cared about me. I was in a relationship. And so I, you know, really didn't understand why I was feeling this way. And then I ended up in an abusive relationship. And that was actually one of the greatest gifts in my life because it really made me realize that I didn't really love myself. I really didn't have that awareness up until that point. Being in that relationship, I started thinking, well, you know, obviously I must not love myself because if I did, I wouldn't be in this relationship and I wouldn't stay in that relationship, you know, for as long as I did. And then it was actually through that relationship that I was introduced to this form of energy healing that I do with my clients sometimes called matrix energetics. I was at this seminar with my ex, my boyfriend at the time, you know, when I was there, I started just really seeing the world in a different way. I started to realize that I had certain beliefs that were putting conditions on my own happiness. So for example, I had a belief that, you know, if I just got married, I'd be happier. And then I also had a belief that if I was single, I'd be miserable. I started to question those. And I asked myself, how do I know that getting married is going to make me happier? You know, um, there's a 50% divorce rate in our country. So there's obviously probably a lot of people that are married that are not happy. And how do I know that being single is going to make me miserable? What if being single was the best thing that I ever did? So just by kind of flipping those beliefs, it started to give me the space and really the courage to finally end that relationship and realize that I needed to learn to love myself. And so then that kind of put me on a journey of learning how to do that, because I think most of us, if not all of us, are really not taught how to do that. From there, I ended up looking back and realizing after you know a while that I wasn't feeling that depressed anymore. I had someone say that depression is anger turned inwards. So, you know, it might not seem like they are related. I think that's actually true. And that's why it makes sense that, you know, once I started learning to love myself, that I wasn't having that depression anymore. After you were able to get yourself out of that depression, what got you to wanting to help other people? I've actually, I, you know, I say that this that might sound kind of cheesy, um, but like as a kid, I always knew that I was here for something bigger than myself. I don't know how many kids have that thought, but I always had that thought and I always wanted to help people. I knew that life wasn't just about making money and having fun, but really like giving back and making a difference in people's lives. And so I always wanted to do that. And I wanted to be a therapist. I wanted to have my own practice and do like family marriage counseling because my parents went through a divorce. And so I kind of got exposed to the world of therapy through that. And then I ended up working after grad school for Big Brothers Big Sisters. And it was through them that I met my first coach. And I got introduced to life coaching. So I decided to, to be a coach. And then, you know, after 
first kind of helping everybody with everything, I realized that really my purpose is it's the thing that I've struggled with the most of my life, which is self-love. And so knowing that I can help people with that. So I started doing that and focusing on helping women to love themselves and live their dream life. And then I ended up publishing my story in 2017. And after that happened, I had so many amazing things happen for me personally, as well as for my business that I felt like I wanted to help other people to have the same experience. So I wasn't expecting to like shift the focus, but I ended up shifting the focus of my business to helping other people to share their story now and to publish their books. Oh, cool. So what got you into wanting to write your book? That was something I actually hadn't wanted to do for very long at all. I know some people, that's kind of their, you know, something they've always wanted. I never saw myself writing a book, being an author, anything like that. It was actually when I was at an event, probably in 2014, late 2014 or 2015, I was at at a seminar and this speaker, his name's James McNeil. He was talking about how when we die, if we don't write our story down, it gets lost in the world forever. You know, he said that someone else could write a book about your life, but it would be, it would never be the way that you would tell it. That really inspired me, really touched me. It was really planting the seed that I had never thought about, you know, in that way. And so I realized like, yeah, I have a story to tell and, you know, I need to share it. Then I put on my calendar, May 15, 2015. I thought 51515 would be a cool date to have my book done. But, you know, the date literally came and went and nothing had been done because I really didn't have a plan besides putting it on the calendar. And so then I decided late 2016, I'm like, okay, July 17, 2017, 71717. I'm like, that would be, that's going to be the date that I'm going to get my book done. And then I, this time I actually created a plan and I hired, the biggest thing was I hired an editor to help me. And the mentor I had worked with said, yeah, if you're serious about this, you know, I would hire someone to hold you accountable and to make sure that you actually get it done. Because I was trying to do it on my own and for months and it wasn't happening. But as soon as I did that, made the investment, you know, in my month as far as financially, as well as just declaring it. And then it happened. It actually happened within a few months. It was actually a lot easier, faster than I thought it would be. But it was just, I think, making that commitment as well as having that accountability that really helped. And I think I just was really ready to share it, you know, where I just, it's like it had to be. I really kind of see writing a book as like the birthing process. It's very similar to what I would imagine. I haven't had kids of my own yet, but what I'd imagine it'd be like to to birth a child where it's like, you know, there's parts where you have to push through and then there's a surrendering too. And then just like getting it out there in the world. And it's kind of like you feel the fear and you do it anyway, right? You don't know what's on the other side, but but yeah, you just do it because you just know, you just feel like this has to come out. So what exactly is your book? So my book is called The Naked Truth, A Woman's Journey to Self-Love. And it's, you know, my diary in the world. It's very personal, but it's a combination of stories, lessons that I've learned about self-love, as well as there's journaling questions and there's seven practices that helped me transform my life and, you know, basically my journey of self-love. So I think it's pretty cool because you, you know, get to go on your own journey of self-love while you read about my journey. And what's nice is, you know, it's a short read. You can read it probably in an hour, maybe two hours at the most if you're a slow reader and it's interactive. And so, you know, you can always go back to it multiple times. And if you read it multiple times and answer the questions, you know, every six months or a year, I'm sure you'll probably have different answers because we're always changing and growing. So it's kind of cool to see, you know, where you're at in your journey. In your opinion, why is self-love so important? I really think that everything comes back to self-love, you know, like anything that we want in our life. If we want to have a lot of money, if we want to have a great relationship, if we want to be in good health, everything always comes back to loving ourselves. So that's why I think it's really important. What's stopping people generally or yourself from loving themselves? Well, like I said, I think a lot of us aren't taught how to love ourselves. And I think that especially like in the U.S., we are conditioned not to really love ourselves to feel like we're not good enough, whether that's through our family experiences or through society, culture, being in school, and you get compared and just, you know, that even the grading system, right? Like you start 
I think that we're taught that we aren't good enough. And so it's really learning how to talk to ourselves in a way that maybe we never were taught. So it says here that you are a keynote speaker. Is speaking something you're always interested in? Not really. I think the sharing of my story, realizing how important it is, inspired me and made me realize that I do have a message to share. And I really do believe that we all have stories and messages to share. What was it like getting in front of the audience the first time? My first official public speaking event outside of speech class, you know, in high school was my book launch, my first official in-person book launch party. And, you know, I actually had this really cool experience when I was holding the microphone at my book launch, where I had this feeling, this kind of like, I don't know how to explain it then other than it's just, it was like this knowing that I've been doing this for a long time. So like, I don't know if you believe in past lives, anything like that, but it was that kind of feeling of like, the, uh, it's a, sort of that confirmation of knowing like, this is what I meant to do. Because um, it felt like I'd been doing it, even though I hadn't been doing it. That's really cool. Yeah, it was great to have that experience and realize, you know, that you're when you know, you're on the right path, and not just like a head ex- knowledge of that, but really a body experience of that. There's just something special about stepping into your purpose, that feeling of this is what I'm here to do. Yeah. And I I feel like I've had a lot of clarity most of my life about knowing what I wanted to do with. I mean, it's evolved and changed, but I'm still helping people. And so I think that but some people may not have that certainty. And I think that sometimes it's because the thing that we're really good at, we don't even realize we're good at it because it comes so naturally to us. You know, so a lot of times it's thinking of like, well, what is it that is just natural for me to do? And I think that, and then also a lot of times our purpose is connected to our pain, you know, it's like what we've been through and knowing that, you know, I don't believe that we go through challenges for nothing. Like I think that we go through challenges so that we can help other people. And that's how you can kind of transform your pain into something that can help other people. What got you to wanting to be a book publishing coach, helping people write their stories? After I published my book, and actually before it even came out, I was already having people reaching out to me about doing speaking engagements. And like I said, I never had even really done a speaking engagement. And so just by sharing my journey, you know, people were already wanting me to share my story and to speak at their event. You know, I got that and I had, I got my highest paying client within a couple months after I published my book and doubled my income in three months. Really the greatest feeling was knowing that, you know, when I die, I don't have to kind of wonder like what kind of impact I've made on the world because I know that I've made an impact now that will live on long after I'm gone. So just really cool to know that someone could find my book a hundred years after I'm gone and their life could be changed, you know, or saved from it. And so to know that I'm leaving that kind of an impact was the greatest feeling. And so after I had all those experiences, and I've also, you know, was asked to be on huge podcasts with millions, millions of listeners and some of the top podcasts in the world. And so after all of that, like, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, I want everyone to have this experience. And so it inspired me to to shift the focus of my business and help other people to share their story and to leave their legacy. I'm curious, during your entire time of running your own business, what have been some of your biggest struggles and have you gone through how you push through them? All of us have, you know, challenges with starting a business. It seems like it's the pros and the cons, right? Like you have all this freedom, but that can also be a con because you have to really be focused and disciplined and committed, just learning. And some of it is just the the journey too of like, well, what am I here to do? And knowing that it can evolve and change and that it's okay to allow that to happen. So not having to know like the end result, you know, because sometimes you won't even know how to get to there until you get to the next 
stop, right? And the next step takes you to the next one. And so I think that's, you know, that was one of my challenges was just wanting to know like the final destination versus just trusting the process, as well as sort of like that balance between, I think we tend to be, especially in the US, you know, a society that is a very masculine society and really values like hard work and and while that's great, I think you have to have that balance of verse, of both like the masculine and the feminine. Cause like when you're in the masculine, you're, you're doing all the time. You're not really taking, you know, time for yourself. And then when you're in the feminine, it's, it feels nice. Cause you're like, Oh, I can just relax. But if you're in the feminine all the time, then you don't get anything done. You know, and so I kind of like start off, you know, in the masculine and then found the feminine was like, Oh, this is great. I can just kind of, you know, relax. And then I wasn't really getting anything done. And so then learning how to really balance the two so that you are getting things done while also giving yourself rest so that you don't burn out. Oh, yeah, that is such an amazing balance to have to deal with, for sure. So what do you like most about what you do when working with people? I would say that, you know, really the book, it's a transformational journey. I don't think that you can, especially when you're sharing your story, I don't think that you can do that and not be a different person on the other side of it. So, you know, even if you don't feel different, like people will see you differently. But it's really the I love that journey of watching my clients go from where they start to where they end up sharing their story and just the person that they become at the end of it. What does it look like working with you? I can't. I mean, it really is tailored to the client. So it's kind of hard to say this is exactly what it's going to look like, but it can be a combination of coaching as well as doing healing work. My clients, a lot of times, I think that's what really holds people back from sharing their story is they're afraid that they're going to have to relive the experiences that they've been through. You know, and I tell them that honestly, like, those things may come up again and you may have similar feelings, but that's why it's important to have somebody, a coach or mentor like me to, to be there for you and know, like just encourage you that, you know, you have that, that you've got this and that you're, you're safe. You're okay. That it's going to be okay. Cause it's definitely not an easy journey or it can be like not an easy journey. And so it's, I think it's really helpful to not go at it alone. So how did you come up with the name of calling yourself the queen of transformational book publishing? I don't know. I think I just, I I mean, I, I, like I said, I I do think that sharing your story is a transformational process. So that's where that came from. Do you have any fun success stories to share? I have a business partner and together we've helped over 1200 authors to publish their book. And one of my clients, she actually one of my first clients. So she took her three months to write her book as well. And originally she thought she was writing a book for her children. And, you know, it turned out to be ended up being a book about turning pain into power. And she actually like shaved her head while we were together and told me that, you know, she'd never felt more free and just like being herself. And so it was pretty amazing to be a witness to her transformation, not only like on a physical level, but just, you know, and and who she was being. And yeah, it was really, really cool. That is awesome. It's always fun watching someone step into themselves and be their authentic self. I think that's one thing that's very important, especially in today's age, is to really embrace your authentic self. I agree. And you know, what's kind of funny is I think that whatever it is that we're writing our book about is the thing that we end up going through, right? And so like her book about turning pain into power, I mean, then that's what she had to literally go through is like turning her pain into power while she was writing her book. I think almost every, I mean, I've done about 90 something interviews on my podcast and the vast majority of the people who actually help people, that's what they are doing. They're taking what they've learned through their lives and that their pain and helping other people push through it. Great. You know, I think we need more people that are willing to do that instead of like, it's going to be easy to just kind of wallow in your pain, right? Versus how can I see the lessons I've gained from my pain and use it to help other people? Mm, Very true. 
So we are coming to the end of our time together. One thing I like to ask my guests is to do a one minute of motivation. You can imagine this as if you have a time machine and you're going back to your eight-year-old self and you want to convey everything you need to live a happy and joy-filled life. But unfortunately, you only have a minute until you're plopped back into the future. Or you can think of it as taking your entire life's purpose message and condensing it down into a minute. So you ready? Sure. Let's go. You have a story to share and someone needs to read it. I truly believe that we all have a unique story that you have gone through your experiences for a reason. And if you can take those things and the lessons that you learn from it and help someone else, I think the world would be a much better place. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I enjoyed listening to your story on how you were a person living an average, pretty much good life. But on the inside, it turned out you were suicidal and depressed and were able to find a way to help you to push through it through seeking out help from others and other modalities. And then also to take another step after getting a life coach and deciding to help other people do the same and telling their stories, which is important because authenticity and getting people people out there. And I truly believe that change comes from listening to someone's story and think, oh, that sounds like me. If they went through this, I can too. So help getting those stories out there, I think makes this world a better place. So thank you so much for everything you do. And thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you, Brad. Again, it's an honor to be on your show. And thank you for having me. May your day be special. And there you have it, folks. That was my interview with Joy Chang. No funny is the fact that I hire the same book coach that she is a certified book coach of, Patrick Snow, and I never brought that up once. I can't believe I did that. I worked with Patrick to release Joyous Expansion. And so, yeah, isn't that funny? I don't even think we discussed that at all. Weird, but I know Patrick Snow knows what he's talking about, and so Joy was very well taught, most likely. Because Patrick is a good teacher and knows his stuff. I very much enjoyed how she talked about getting your story out there. I remember writing my book, Joyce Expansion, Leads in the Passions, The Lead and Inspired Life. And the personal growth of writing your own book is almost priceless. Everything you have to go through, the getting your story onto paper and then editing that story. Editing is ridiculously hard. So much work. But one of the most important things you could do for your book, it's how my book went from I am embarrassed to people to read this, to, oh man, I would like it if people read this. So what I'm trying to say is doing that, I think, is special. Everybody has a story to tell, and your story could be the one to unlock somebody's potential. And so I'm happy that people like Joy are out there helping people. So if you're interested in her, she has her own podcast, The Naked Truth Moment, where she interviews guests who are willing to share inspiring stories and be vulnerable so less people feel alone. Hey, just like my podcast. So you can find her at joycheng.com. J-O-I-E-C-H-E-N-G.com. There you can sign up for us, a free seven-day self-love challenge. Or book a complimentary clarity breakthrough call with Joy Cheng. How fun is that? So there you have it, folks. That was episode 97 of the Joyous Expansion Podcast. I love you for making it this far because you're amazing. You can find me at joyousexpansion.com. You can email me for any reason at bre2t's to pr2e's at joyousexpansion.com. You can find me at Joyous Expansion on Twitter, LinkedIn, 
YouTube. I should have this written down because I feel like I'm just pulling it on my butt every time I say it, but I'm forgetting Instagram. Did I remember Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn? But increase your joy on Facebook because my SEO game sucks. Once again, I am Brett Dupree, your champion of authentic joy, choice, expansion, life coach, and catalyst of transformation, reminding you once again to be loved, to be joy, to be awesome. Now play that jingle. JoyousExpansion.com JoyousExpansion.com Come and say hello to Brett Dupree. He is an inspirational life coach. Good for you and good for me. He turned my life from grey to blue. I'm sure he'll do the same for you. Get in touch and you'll see. Your life will change dramatically. JoyousExpansion.com JoyousExpansion.com